Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Beckham Sea Jam down by the seaside. Beckham Sea Jam wins the Breeders' Crown. It's Rock and Ron McWicked on the inside. McWicked to win the Jim York Memorial. Fear the Dragon fights on down by the seaside on the outside. Fear the Dragon down by the seaside. Down by the seaside and Brian Sears gets up to do it. Keystone Velocity getting closer. Mel Mar looking for the line. Keystone Velocity. Keystone Velocity takes it at the very end. All bets off. Keystone Velocity. Keystone Velocity. And Dan Dubay to win the Potomac Pace. This guy's the Energizer Bunny as they head for the wire. Fire your guns. Here he comes. Foiled again. He keeps going and going and going and going and going. You're tuned in to the official podcast of the sport of harness racing post time with Mike and Mike with co-hosts Mike Carter and it's bus 936 and bus 936 on the wings of an angel and Mike Bozich outside heaven rocks but the clock's running out filibuster Hanover wins the Commodore Ferry going and going morning, and you know what that means. It's time for another rendition of Hoops Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter, normally joined by my co-host Mike Bozich. He is on assignment this week. What a fantastic show we have coming up uh, for you. Uh, we're going to be talking the Little Brown Jug, which takes place next Thursday at the Delaware, Ohio County Fairgrounds. Lots of great action, and it's come out now that they are going to simulcast on each of the days, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So you'll get to see racing action three days from the Delaware, Ohio County Fair. We're going to be talking to Michelle Crawford, uh, who just purchased West Delight for the uh, Crawfords as they'll take a shot at the Little Brown Jug. Boy, do they have a profound love for the big race, and they're going to bring West Delight in to try to take their chance. Courtly Choice, the prohibitive favorite in the 2018 Little Brown Jug. Uh, we're going to be talking to Blake McIntosh as they had to supplement to the race for $45,000. Uh, obviously, they'll have to clear the entry box on a Saturday, but Courtly Choice um, is headed to the Little Brown Jug. Blake McIntosh talked to the USTA's Ken Weingartner on Tuesday, and he said that the horse is ready to go and is headed to the Little Brown Jug. I got lucky enough to see Lather Up uh, this past Saturday take the Ohio Sire Stakes for three-year-old Colt and Gelding Pacers, and boy, did he look sharp and a dominant, dominant performance. Uh, he's raced in one, it's just, uh, I believe it was 149 and three, <clears throat> excuse me, 149 and three over the Cider Downs Oval, which was rated sloppy, and they got a horrendous rainstorm uh, all through the night, and it was very impressive the way 
Lather Up race. We'll talk to driver Montrell Teague. We're also going to be talking to track announcer Darren Gagne, who's with Running Aces Casino and Racetrack in Minnesota. That continuing segment takes place this week. And we're also going to talk to our man Pete Medhurst, a late addition to the Post Time with Mike and Mike show. Uh, today, again, we're going to be talking to Pete Medhurst here in just a little bit as we talk the opening of Rosecroft Raceway. We're going to take a short time out. When we come back, Pete Medhurst is on tap. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Post Time, gates moving. They're off and it is on. Every year, the Harness Horse Youth Foundation travels the country to share the love of harness racing with the next generation. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation educates, introducing youth to new friends and opportunities. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Learn how you can support bringing kids and horses together, building a stronger future for the sport. Visit hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. Over the past 25 years, Hoosier Park has revolutionized harness racing across the nation. The action returns Friday, March 30th, with racing every Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 6.30 p.m. Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, uh, presented by Bet America, and we're going to be talking with Pete Medhurst from Rosecroft Raceway here in just a moment. But speaking of Rosecroft Raceway, you hear it in our open, the Keystone Velocity Race from last year. It was the Potomac Pace, one of the fastest miles ever at Rosecroft Raceway. And joining us now is Pete Medhurst, the uh, man, the myth, the legend, so to speak, from out there, the uh, voice of Navy football and Rosecroft Raceway. And Pete, I'll tell you what, you guys have an exciting meet coming up at Rosecroft this year. Well, I think, the, you know, Mike, as you mentioned, the addition of the Potomac Pace has just given a different legitimacy, you know, to our fall meet. And, you know, for all of the full fields that we have, uh, you will very rarely, outside of a Sire Stakes field, see anything under eight or nine uh, in any race at Rosecroft that's drawn. You know, it's a good product, and I think the the fact that the Potomac Pace now over the last couple of years has brought a, a, a legitimacy and a, a big-time sizzle uh, to our fall meet. Uh, I know that those of us who continue to care uh, about racing in Maryland, uh, we, we continue to uh, push it uh, at all times, and, and we're proud of the product that our horsemen uh, show up and put on. So uh, I know they're looking forward to uh, getting going on uh, Sunday night. Now, uh, Pete, you, you guys draw and attract some of some pretty big horses, but one that qualified yesterday uh, was J.L. Cruz, and J.L. Cruz looked absolutely phenomenal thanks to the Hanover hustler uh, Russ Adams uh, for posting that on Facebook for all of the world to see. But uh, you know, drawing a name like J.L. Cruz to Rosecroft Raceway is uh, is definitely no slouch. 
No, and again, I mean, you know, Mike, I, 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 there's a reason why. I mean, and obviously Eric Ells raced in Maryland, you know, for years. He and Kenny Wood have had uh, just one of the most unbelievable connections uh, as trainer and owner go uh, in this sport. But look, if you're gonna, if you're trying to qualify a horse, and and look, JL Cruz is one of the top trotters, uh, open trotters in the country. You're not just gonna qualify him anywhere. Rosecroft's surface is as good a surface as there is in the country. It's as fast as five eighths mile. It's an honest five eighths mile track, good bank turns. It's if you're trying to get a horse qualified, but you want, you know, the surface to be good to your horse, um, then Rosecroft is it. And, and, you know, for Eric, it's just a a quick jaunt over the Chesapeake Bay bridge uh, to bring JL Cruz there uh, to qualify. And, you know, track was a little bit off because we've had an enormous amount of rain uh, in the mid Atlantic uh, over the last three or four weeks, and we're going to get more this weekend, it looks like, in some capacity. Um, so the track was rated good, uh, so he only he only had to go 59, but a sharp back half uh, from J.L. Cruz uh, in that effort. But, you know, there's a reason why a, a trainer like Eric L. trusts bringing J.L. Cruz over there to qualify, and that's because the surface uh, is really good, and it's going to treat your horse well, which means your horse is going to come out of there sound and uh, obviously an effort to get him sharper uh, for for his next efforts out there, and I'm glad to see it. And look, I mean, Eric is as as good as it gets, uh, as, as I said. And he he's raced in Maryland uh, for for many many years. And you know, fortunately for him, his horses have gotten better where they can race at any place in the country uh, that's offering big, uh, in some cases, six figure purses for a horse like J L Cruz. Uh, so glad to see him have enough confidence to bring him over here to qualify. Now, Pete, real quick, uh, before we let you go, uh, tell us about the racing schedule uh, coming up out at Rosecroft. Sunday's at 440, and uh, Wednesday night's at 640. This week uh, are highlighted by, we've got the two-year-old Maryland Sire Stakes races, which draw uh, coming up uh, starting on Sunday, and then again, we should have divisions uh, on Wednesday as well to get the meet started. And uh, those were interesting down at Ocean Downs, and, and just like any you know, the sire stakes racing, Mike, as you know, it, it can from a from a track standpoint, from a pure track standpoint, it's great for the owners because you know they they've put their time into buying yearlings, breeding yearlings, raising them, and everything. So it's fantastic for them. To the better, it's really not the greatest value in the world. A lot of times you see that asterisk with the very low uh, dime or twenty cent uh, price next to them. However, down at the ocean, there was some there was some wackiness amongst this sire stakes field. And Mike, as we know, oh, yeah. especially with two year old trotters, just about anything uh, can and does happen. So, you know, if you like a horse that's maybe not the favorite in those two year old uh, trotting races, maybe you can find yourself a very wise guy uh, type of score there. But the, certainly with the uh, opens uh, for the males on Sunday, and then uh, the female open paces, uh, which go for uh, five figures uh, on uh, Wednesday nights. Uh, we're certainly looking forward to having a, another a very solid fall meet coming up. All right, Pete. Well, listen, thanks so much uh, for telling us all about what's coming up at Rosecroft Raceway. And listen, uh, not only can we catch you at Rosecroft, but listen, Navy football uh, is going on and happening currently, my friend. So uh, listen, keep up the great work that you're doing. I appreciate it, my man. we got the, the Mountain Hawks of Lehigh coming up this week before heading to Dallas next week and by the way today yours truly gets to do the PA for the Washington Nationals so we're a little extra excited for the visit by the Cubs uh, coming in for a makeup game today as well so appreciate all the work you guys do I know that 
All right, buddy. Well, listen, have a great one, and uh, we'll listen. We'll be hearing you soon, okay? You got it, pal. Take care. All right. The track announcer at Rosecroft, he's the man of many tasks, and he'll be calling the Washington Nationals game um, here this afternoon. He'll be doing the PA work uh, out at the stadium. That is Pete Medhurst. We're going to take a 30-second timeout for station ID. This is the Bet America Radio Network. You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the barn. We're back in this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, and we're joined now by the driver of Ohio Sire Stakes champion Lather Up, Montrell Teague. And Montrell, I'll tell you what, boy did Lather Up put on a monster performance on Saturday night. Yeah, he did. I was uh, I was a little bit surprised myself uh, getting to the front and then throwing out the infractions like that, going to 49 in the slop. He, he's he's on his game right now. Now, now, talk to us a little bit about the slop. Were, was there any concern um, coming out of the, you know, you, of course, he made the break in the Milstein at Northfield, and he had some trouble at Pocono, but he had really put together a string of a couple of good races leading up to the Sire Stakes final. Was there any concern uh, going into the final on Saturday night? Uh, yeah, you, there's always concern. You never know how the race is going to shake out. But uh, he, the last couple of races, he was at Toyota, and he seemed to get around that track good. Um I had the five hole, I had the four hole was Bounding Dragon, which was the one that parked me. So that wasn't always good to have that one on the inside of him. But I was lucky enough to get around him easy and got right to the front. So he didn't, couldn't mess with me too much. Now, obviously, the Little Brown Jug is coming up next Thursday, and uh, we've heard that Lather Up is headed out there. And you had the chance to win the Little Brown Jug a couple of years ago with Wiggle It, Jiggle It. Does driving in a race of this stature, do you learn something year from year, and do you kind of use that to go forward? Yeah, I mean, I I definitely uh, put it upon myself to watch it every single time. You can learn every time, but uh, I learned a lot just driving it you learn a lot more um you don't want the outside you don't want to have the two hole or three hole uh trip in that race you've got to be to the outside because there's no passing lane or the best spot is usually on the front now obviously uh with wiggle it jiggle it um a couple of years ago you showed how how you can come back off of the turns at delaware ohio um obviously uh with lather up uh he seems to like to be towards the front of the pack yeah, I mean, and just about every race he showed that he's very versatile and that uh, he can come from anywhere on the track. Uh, like I said, I got parked and he came first up there. Not not that I wanted to, but it had happened that way. So we definitely added that to one of his uh, things that he's he capable of doing. But usually I get to the front and he sets sail. Now, obviously, uh, we we know that uh, George and Clyde uh, kind of plan his schedule out uh, throughout the rest of the season, and you know, you know, the Little Brown Jug is a premier event. But has has a decision been made about where maybe he'll go uh, throughout the rest of the year? Um, after he raced at Toyota and uh, not the final, but the week before then, maybe I think Dad uh, was looking at going to the red mile after the Lord Brown jug, just if everything shook out and how he 
handle the two uh, two heats. So uh, he's not eligible for it, but to uh, supplement is definitely in, in discussion. Now, uh, obviously, Lather Up is, uh, is 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 a fantastic racehorse that we've seen on the racetrack. He's a speedy uh, little horse, but you know, wh- what's he like kind of off the racetrack? Is is he just kind of one of those that you know? Is he just calm and relaxed in the barn, or is he one of those that likes to make a lot of noise? Uh, he's it's like a flip of a switch. It's completely weird to <laughs> me, but at the barn, he never shuts up. I mean, he's like the King Kong of our barn, but once he gets to the track or anything like that, he's like a puppy dog. He has his head down, and he just does his job, goes home, and speaks up again. Now, obviously, driving through the Delaware ranks, Montreux, you guys have uh, many more horses. Uh, tell us about anybody else that maybe we should be uh, looking out for in the barn. Uh, we have a couple that were uh, coming off a layoff at Harrington, uh, Transition Enjoy, GWT, Lather Up's the main one right now, and then uh, – the only other one that we're actually going uh, full circuit is uh, Goldberg, a uh, two-year-old colt by Mr. Wiggles again. Yeah, let's talk uh, for a minute about Goldberg. Goldberg is a horse that uh, is kind of uh, jumped on the radar of a few people. And uh, Mr. Wiggles uh, showing up again, uh, obviously uh, well-known for uh, Wiggle It, Jiggle It. But tell us a little bit about Goldberg. Uh, he, he's got the same attributes as Wiggles and Lather up, uh, training down anyway. He hasn't really had too many races yet. We're trying to do it accordingly and not give him too many as a two-year-old and just stick him up everything at three. But um, training down, he's he seems like he's the real deal, but we, you'll never know until he gets in a race and he has to go against other competitions than, other, than what we have in the barn. All right. Well, listen, Montrell, thanks so much for taking time out of your morning to join us, and uh, good luck next Thursday, and uh, we'll be seeing you out at the Little Brown Joke. You got it. Thank you. All right, driver Montrell Teague, as he talks about heading to the Little Brown Jug with Lather Up. And speaking of the Little Brown Jug, uh, the top 10 jug contenders list was released by the Little Brown Jug last night. And Lather Up is number one on the list for trainer Clyde Francis. Courtly Choice, the Meadowlands Pace Champion, is currently in the second spot. And Stay Hungry, who will attempt to go for the triple crown is number three. Well, listen, one thing we've got to talk about on the show, and we kind of talk about um, Ushua Canada a lot. Um, And when I say that, I mean, we talk about Melissa Keith um, on the program a lot. And the reason we talk about her uh, so much is because of all that she does for the sport of harness racing, all that she does for our show. She live tweets. uh, She does a little bit of everything. And when I say she's doing a little bit of everything, boy, do I ever mean it. And I'll tell you why right now. She is headed to the track in Alberta. Um, She's headed to Alberta to announce the races at the track on two. And this is a new track, uh, a new track name for me, uh, the track on two. But Melissa Keith is headed out to Alberta to call her first full racing program as uh, she fills in for Shannon Sugar Doyle. She'll be out there on Sunday to make her professional race calling debut. I know I personally am looking forward to it. Melissa is a fantastic person and a great media representative. We're going to take a short time out when we come back. We'll have more from Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. 
retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Mike Bozich here along with Mike Carter for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a wheelchair or scooter? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application. If eligible, you may receive funding. Again, that's pacingforthecure.org. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer, driver, or owner? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2017 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2018 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through October 31st. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers, trainers, and owners. Once again, that's pacingforthecure.org. 12 championship races. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick got a coast home champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018 coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail. Modern legend there. Foils again. Dead game. Clear vision right on the outside. Pit Rock on the inside. Photo finish. Foils again and Pit Rock together. This edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America, and we will be road tripping again next week as we head to Hoosier Park Racing and Casino as we check out Lazarus, who will be uh, potentially headed to the 2018 Hoosier Pacing Derby. Also that night will be the Caesars Trotting Classic and the Jenna's Beach Boy for three-year-old Colt Pacers. A big night of harness racing action out at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. We've also got a special live remote that's coming up. We're going to announce that next week here on this program um, with a press release. And uh, something that I'm looking forward to doing, uh, it's another live remote that we're going to add to our season of live remotes that we currently have that takes us all the way through the Breeders' Crown. We're going to be talking to Blake McIntosh, the trainer of Courtly Choice here in just a little bit as they head to the 2018 Little Brown Jug. The Running Aces segment with track announcer Darren Gagne will also return this week as Gagne highlights some of the happenings at the Minnesota track. We're also going to be talking to Michelle Crawford, the owner of West Delight, as we talk about their purchase of him. Uh, The Crawfords had another Colt Winston who was staked to the Little Brown Jug. Uh, but they were not quite sure that he was ready to make the leap. And after finishing second last year with Funkin' Waffles, you've got to think that the Crawfords are wanting another big crack 
at the prize. We're also going to talk to Jeremy Smith, who recently scored his 2,000th career driving win. He'll join the program to talk about that milestone victory in just a little bit. Speaking of uh, some of the horses that are going to the Little Brown Jug, uh, one thing that I've noticed throughout the year is the eagerness, so to speak, to supplement to some of these big races. Um, The connections of Courtly Choice are getting ready to put down $45,000 to enter the Little Brown Jug. Um, Obviously, the Meadowlands pace was a a huge conversation starter as Adriano Sorella supplemented Jimmy Freight to the Meadowlands pace, but he also supplemented him to the Messenger Stakes. He was trying to get back to the Little Brown Jug, and the Little Brown Jug has a ton of storied history. Some of Harness Racing's greatest champions have raced through the Delaware, Ohio surface. And talking, uh, excuse me, listening to Roger Houston, there's a video out there uh, that Purina made regarding the Little Brown Jug. And Phil Terry says, you don't have to win the Little Brown Jug, but you have to show up here. Racing's best show up at the little brown jug and he's got a point uh you know we've seen some great champions including wiggle it jiggle it uh, lost in time who narrowly lost to wiggle it jiggle it filibuster hanover who has come back as a strong four-year-old um after winning the little brown jug last year and of course the jugette we can't about forget about the phillies kissing in the sand will take on you are my candy girl once again in the jugette at delaware ohio and that is a race that i am very very interested to see um we're going to take a short time out before blake mcintosh calls and we will be back in a moment at Bet America, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the Bet America way. Every dream has a start. And this one is ours to trot and pace fast, faster than all the others, and maybe faster than any horse ever has. With every stride, 1,200 pounds of pure equine determination. In every turn, there's a tale. Every bet is a hope. No five-year returns, no annuities, 401ks, return on investment. Maybe they say that the odds are against you. But you know nothing great comes easy. Winners don't second guess. They sprint through openings and dig in deeper when the going's tough. No horse ever rides alone. The owners, the driver, the groom, and you. There are no sidelines here. The world is often full of many compromises, but not here. Not on this day, not in this race, not with this horse, not in this sport. Once you feel it, it becomes you. Once you become it, your dream becomes ours. This is Harness Racing. We welcome you to the Harness Racing Fan Zone. See it all for yourself. Feel it in all the passion Share that experience with others. 
and be a part of it all. The Harness Racing Fan Zone puts you in the driver's seat. This edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. And I'm joined now by trainer Blake McIntosh, the trainer of Courtly Choice. And Blake, I'll tell you what, uh, what an amazing season Courtly Choice has uh, put together. And you have to be impressed with uh, how he's been doing. Yeah, he's had a great year. You know, it's been a dream year so far. You know, we've had a couple of hiccups here and there, but, uh, you know, that's the way horse racing goes. And uh, very pleased with everything. Now, uh, Courtly Choice took a little bit of time off after his New York Sire Stakes start at Yonkers, where he won by six lengths. And his qualifier uh, looked really well, or excuse me, really good. Um, how has he been training uh, training down since being off for a little bit? And uh, obviously, you had to be impressed with his qualifier. I trained the best. He trained there last week. I went down to New York, and I trained him. And uh, he trained unreal. It's just, you know, like he'll get online sometimes and turns and, and – uh, he never got in line at all, and I trained him like a back half in 55 over the farm, and he was really good. You know, it wasn't designed break. Uh, we'd we'd uh, designed to go into the uh, pre-jug at uh, Sayota, but uh, they only had four entrants, so uh, that didn't work out, so we had to qualify him on uh, Tuesday, and uh, Dave said he went really good, and was steering really good, and was really happy with him. Now, Blake, um, before his start at Yonkers Raceway on August 28th, you have to go back to last year to see a start on a half-mile track. Was that start at Yonkers kind of get to get him ready for the Little Brown Jug? Yeah, it was a feeler. We wanted to see, uh, make sure that we weren't going to waste 45000 going on to a half. And, uh, you know, he got around there good. He put a little step in the first turn, but after that, Dave said he was great. And, uh, you know, the, the Jug's a lot better half than Yonkers. And, uh He'll that that, uh, that uh, track a lot better. Now, obviously, a lot of storied history uh, behind the little brown jug as you come into it with Courtly Choice. And uh, you'll get the Buckeyes driver, David Miller, who has had a lot of experience winning the little brown jug. Uh, what would winning a race like this mean to you guys? Oh, it'd be, you know, be life-changing almost, you know, because he wins the jug and, and he's won the pace and you know, that sets him up for careers as a stud. And, and, uh, and not only that, but just putting in the little brown jug is, you know, something you dream about doing. You know, like uh, as I said before, there's three races I want to win, the jug, the uh, the pace, and the and North American Cup, and, you know, two of the three. Now, Blake, uh, obviously a um, tenuous schedule throughout the rest of the season. What does uh, Courtly Choice's schedule look like uh, following the jug? Uh, after the jug, he will uh, head down to Kentucky. He'll get turned out till Monday. Um, then he will uh, race uh, the following week, either in the uh, late closer or the uh, the big race down there. Uh, if we decide to supplement to it, uh, the um, I'm having a brain fart right now. I can't remember what it is, but uh, he'll uh, he'll supplement either supplement to that or he will go into the uh, the late closer. We'll, we'll we'll discuss how he is after the jug and, and go from there. And then he'll have the Breeders' Crown after that. 
Now, obviously, um, yearling purchases are going on right now, and there's other horses that are in the Blake McIntosh uh, stable. Uh, is there anybody that we should be uh, looking out for uh, in the future? Um, we got a really nice colt uh, named Jack Nation. That uh, He made a break, actually, last night at uh, Batavia, but that's just that track. Um, he'll be in the New York final. Uh, I like him a lot. Uh, you know, Rootin' Tootin's been a very consistent horse. and He made a break last week at Batavia. Uh, he's a nice colt, and you better Gogo has been a very nice play all year. And uh, uh, we qualified her the other day at um, at uh, Chester, and uh, I was pleased with her qualifier because she'd had some time off and uh, you know some bumps and bruises during the summer. But uh, she seems to be coming around now, and we're very pleased with her. And you now we've got Chapter Seven filly named Sweet Chapter that we're going to take down Lexington too. That uh, you know has had a bit of a rough go. You know she got parked one time the whole route, finished third, uh, and then she. Yeah, hitting the bike her first lifetime start, and you know, just had a rough go, but she's got a lot of talent. So I'm hoping next year she she can be a real star. All right, Blake. Well, listen, thanks for taking time out of your busy morning to join us, and uh, we'll be seeing you next Thursday. And much the best of luck uh, headed into the Little Brown Jug. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. All right, that was trainer Blake McIntosh, the trainer of star Courtly Choice and Meadowlands Pace Champion Courtly Choice as they get ready to head to the 2018 Little Brown Jug. Well, Michelle Crawford's coming up here in just a little bit, but before we get to her, we're going to head out to Running Aces and check in with track announcer Darren Gagne here on Post Time with Mike and Mike. Running Aces Casino and Racetrack is the premier harness racing facility and card club in the upper Midwest. Located just 20 minutes north of the Twin Cities in beautiful Minnesota with seasonal live harness racing from May through September. Running Aces is the home of the $50,000 Dan Patch free-for-all pace and the $300,000 Minnesota Night of Champions. With live harness racing action three nights a week every Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday night, and our signal is available on ADWs and at racebooks and simulcast facilities near you. Visit our website, runaces.com, for more information. Again, that's runaces.com. Hey everyone, it's Darren Gagnier here at Running Aces in Minnesota. Time to recap some of the racing action up here in Minnesota at Running Aces over the recent week or so. We'll also look forward to the upcoming Night of Champions program this coming Saturday night, September the 15th, as we will close out the 2018 live racing season here at Running Aces this Saturday night with our big Night of Champions program. Before we talk about that, we're going to take a look at the highlights from the recent racing action. We'll start back on Saturday night, the... 8th of September, the $13,000 open handicap pace for horses and geldings was the feature on the program. Very nice, talented field of seven squaring off behind the gate for the feature event on Saturday night. And best in the business with James Yoder, delivered as the race favorite. Getting up to win over Stucky Dode and what you're staring at in a sharp mile, 152-1, and three-horse battle right down to the line. Best in the business got up to win his 46th career victory, 46th career win for Brett Boyd Racing. He's now won over $431,000 lifetime. In 152-1 and mile with James Yoder in the bike, best in the business, takes the Saturday night feature and returns 420. Also on Saturday night, Giggle Monster fired up earlier than usual in the mile, got going just before the 3-8 pole and brushed right to the front. After that, he would not be denied. Nobody was passing Giggle Monster on Saturday night. 
getting up for his fourth win in 14 starts of the season, 154-3 victory, now two wins in a row for Giggle Monster. He's now won $73,580 in 23 career races for owners Allen and Cheryl Sandbolt and trainer Justin Ampenson. Winning driver for Giggle Monster, the Bobcat, Dean McGee. Steve Wiseman had a big night on Saturday, three wins on the program. The Bobcat, Dean McGee, had a driving double on Saturday night. Then on Sunday night, Mimi Marguerite rolled her second straight victory. She did it in the $8,500 Minnesota Sire three-year-old Philly trotting event. Mimi Marguerite gets up for the victory with James Yoder in the bike over Rock on Ruby and Mooney Swenson in a sharp new lifetime mark, 158-4 for Mimi Marguerite. Sweetest thing, and the Bobcat Dean McGee checking home third, and it was Mimi Marguerite owned and trained uh, owned rather by Gene Marquis and Jesse DeLong, trained by Justin Ampenson, gets two wins in a row. Mimi Marguerite on Sunday night, new lifetime mark again in 158-4. Bring over the money, dominated the three-year-old Minnesota Sired Boys Trotting event, non-wagering undercard race on Sunday night. Uh, he picked up his 10th win in 16 starts this year, 159-2. and two. Impressive son of money talks is the early favorite for the big $35,000 championship race on Night of Champions. On Tuesday night at Running Aces, Gold Star Missy, the queen of the Mayor's Open Pacing event the last couple of seasons. Well, she did it again. She did it in style. Three out of her last four races now have been victories for Gold Star Misty as she got up to win the $11,000 Mayor's Open Handicap Pace. Pretty much a dominating effort over Kiss on the Lips, who was a strong second in the mile. Time for the race, 153-1 and one on Tuesday night. James Yoder in the bike on Gold Star Misty for Gold Star Farms and trainer Margaret Audley. Gold Star Misty racks up another win to close out her season at Running Aces this year. Also, Pride Crest going out, closing out his season at Running Aces in 2018. 18 in style, he picked up another win. Four wins in a row, in fact, for Pride Crest, getting up in the trotting event, $11,000 trotting feature on the Tuesday program, as he stopped the timer in 155-3, and three, two and a half lengths ahead of Ideal Jesse in the second. Let's be honest, getting home in third position in that event. Pride Crest is owned by Christopher Schick, trained by leading trainer Kathleen Plusted-Wiseman, and, of course, driven by Steve Wiseman. Pride Crest closes out his season at Running Aces with four wins in a row. Another big victory for Pride Crest on Tuesday night in 155-3. Well, coming up this Saturday night, we will close out the 2018 live racing season at Running Aces. Another very successful season of live racing here at the track in Minnesota. We have the biggest program of harness racing in the history of the state of Minnesota. Just about $400,000 in purses. We have 11 championship races on the card on Saturday night. A total of 13 races on the day, 12 of them being betting races. And another record going on on Saturday night. We have a record guaranteed pool for this coming Saturday night at Running Aces on Night of Champions. $100,000 guarantee in the 20-cent pick five jackpot. There's a carryover coming in for this pool of $41,769.84. 
and the pool is guaranteed at $100,000 for Saturday night, the 20-cent pick five, comprised of the last five races on the program this coming Saturday night. Mandatory payout, not only in that pick five, $100,000 guarantee pool, but mandatory payout in all pools on Saturday night. So, of course, the late multi-race pools, the pick threes, pick fours, as well as the 50-cent high-five wagers in the last two races must be paid out. Mandatory payouts, no carryovers uh, on Saturday night. Everything must be paid out. So it's a great night to participate and wager on the program here at Running Aces. That late pick five sequence is a doozy. Tough, full fields, uh, very competitive races. It's going to be a lot of fun here at Running Aces this Saturday night. Night of Champions, first race post time locally on the betting card, 6 p.m. Central. So that's 7 p.m. Eastern time. A great night of racing, some very competitive races. If you're here locally at the track at Running Aces, there are going to be lots of drawings and giveaways, chances to win prizes as well. Great food and drink specials going on as well. Live music will be going on on Saturday night as well. It's our huge Night of Champions program to close out the 2018 live racing season at Running Aces, and it's this Saturday night, September the 15th. Again, first race on the betting card, 6 p.m. Central. For more information, visit our website, runaces.com. Running Aces Casino and Racetrack is the premier harness racing facility and card club in the upper Midwest. Located just 20 minutes north of the Twin Cities in beautiful Minnesota with seasonal live harness racing from May through September. Running Aces is the home of the $50,000 Dan Patch free-for-all pace and the $300,000 Minnesota Night of Champions. With live harness racing action three nights a week, every Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday night. And our signal is available on ADWs and at racebooks and simulcast facilities near you. Visit our website, runaces.com, for more information. Again, that's runaces.com. Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's Winback. Farm.com. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877 800 Eight two extension 5555. Five, five. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Carter joined now by Michelle Crawford uh, and part of the uh, Crawford Par- Farms Enterprise who just purchased West Delight. We'll get to that in just a second. Michelle, first off, how are you? I'm great. How are you? 
Not too bad. Well, listen, you guys are coming off a big weekend out at uh, Scioto Downs. We'll get to West Delight, who is heading to the Little Brown Jug in just a second. But, boy, what a performance you guys uh, put into the Jim Ewart Memorial. You guys had to have been impressed. And, uh, listen, it was nice to see Split the House back in the winter circle. I was so excited. I mean, there's not that I, – I think our age – or you know, Split House, Homicide Hunter – you know, they're just in top form right now. So I think it, he just needed, you know, that trip. And, you know, I thought he was good enough to have won a few times. But, you know, he definitely is a horse that needs to get tightened up a little bit when he, you know, right after he qualifies. But I was definitely betting on him on that night because he was just as, I, I know, he's just as sharp as they come. And it was just so nice to see him in the winter circle. And Aaron just was amazing with his drive. Now, Michelle, let's talk about the Little Brown Jug. Uh, was second last year with Funkin' Waffles, who put in a monster effort. And it always seems like uh, you guys have a nice horse to put into this race. Uh, talk to us about a little bit about what this race means to the Crawfords. Well, we we started – I had never been to the Jug, and we went the first year with, with the house. We acquired him right before the Jug, you know, on short notice, again, just like West Delight. And – you know, it didn't have a lot of prep time for Chris to, you know, kind of figure him out and, and figure out what, what his issues were, if he had any. But you know, he put in a good performance. And then, you know, the draw obviously means a lot, too. And so we, we kind of got the pace of it at that point. I know Al had been before, but I had never been before. And I, I just could not believe the energy and the atmosphere at a little place called, you know, Delaware, Ohio. <laughs> I was like, what the heck am I missing? How can I be missing this? Such an avid person in the sport. So, I really, I just thought that it was a good start to kick off the Lexington sale and everything that horse racing and standard bread industry is all about. And, you know, we just have always really been excited about having a horse and we had Funkin' Waffles year after split or maybe two years after split. And then, you know, this year we staked, you know, a few, we had Winston, Winston, I mean, he's a good little horse, but just not, I, I don't think we felt that we could do that to him. I mean, coming off of uh, the Liberty Bell, you know, we were kind of waiting to see how he raced and he won that, but, but you know, he beats nice horses there. And, but I just don't think it's the caliber of what we're going to see at the jug. Now, uh, Michelle, talk to us a little bit about what went into the uh, purchase of West Delight and uh, what kind of attracted you to him. Um, actually, I have to give that credit all to my husband because he did it all behind my back. Well, then maybe he's in the doghouse have... a little bit. Well, no, he's never in the doghouse, but, you know, it was a kind of a sneaky surprise, but he just kept it to himself because I'm not sure he knew if it was going to work out or not. But we had vetted another horse and it just didn't vet out the way we wanted to for the investment. And you know, so he told me, um, I think over the weekend about it and I was out of my mind, you know, we were just obviously waiting for him to vet out, which he did. He was very clean. You know, he's a good, healthy horse and, um, we knew he could be competitive. You know, he, I think he's been, he's made over 300,000. He's a nice horse. Um, started following a little bit when Corey was driving him. And I think he's just been a victim, honestly, of a lot of, you know, hard post positions as all of us, you know, we have that problem from time to time. So hopefully, I mean, he's got some stiff competition in here. You know, there's some kill we have to seriously look at um like courtly choice to stay hungry obviously and it definitely comes down to the draw as well and two heats you know always tough especially if it's hot but i'm hoping you know for the best but it's again short notice on a horse stat which is why chris qualified him yesterday 
Now, obviously, uh, you know, his qualifier was very good, but one of the races that kind of jumped out to me, and looking at a program, I'm not really sure that this race would jump out at a lot of people, was his effort in the Pennsylvania Sire Stakes uh, final at uh, Pocono Downs. Uh, they were going for $253,000 with Corey Callahan in the bike and started off the mile from post five, uh, one of the most winningest posts on the uh, on a five-eighth mile track. But boy, was he really motoring uh, coming down the stretch and only missed by three quarters of a length. But he showed in that effort that uh, he could really hang with the big dogs. I think so. And I think, you know, in qualifying him yesterday in Chris's defense, you know, it's not a lot of time to acquire a new horse and try to figure him out. I mean, those are, you know, the Pennsylvania miles are five eighths, you know, obviously going down to a half mile, you know, in Delaware is, is a whole nother story too. But I think that we've seen right along that in my husband, I'm honestly, avidly watching him, um, his really, really thing. You know, I think he has this, the, the ingredients to be a top horse and we like him a lot. I think Chris has definitely found some things he's going to tweak for the jug. And I think if we didn't, I, I think it helps. We got the qualifier in yesterday also, you know, there's definitely a, a few changes he wants to make, but overall super happy with him. Now, Michelle, uh, obviously you guys uh, w- want to win uh, the little Brown jug and what would it mean to come in with West delight and uh, take down the jug this year? Uh, probably similar to what it meant when we took down the Breeders' Crown with Flip House. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still trying to think of that night, and it's still surreal. It, and obviously, to win, we we haven't won a ton of the big races, and I think that everybody aspires to that. But the little brown jug, I think I need a new hat because I've worn out my Funkin' Waffles hat. I've already put them on notice. You know, I now need a West Delight hat, and um, I think it would be awesome. I really, honestly, in the stretch, thought that Funk had a shot at winning the jug, and it, it was almost the same feeling as Funk being second in the jug. It was just as euphoric, but, I mean, I think it, it just you go a little bit more over the top with a win, for sure, in the winner circle. Now, Michelle, obviously ownership is not the only thing you guys are involved with. Uh, the breeding in New York is something else that you guys are heavily involved with. Uh, kind of tell us about that operation and uh, maybe some other horses that you guys have that uh, haven't uh, hit the radar yet. Well, we have, um, right now we're going to Lexington with 35 yearlings, probably our best crop to date. And, you know, we've worked a long time to get this kind of a crop. We've had, I had seven Canadian trainers, you know, up here yesterday looking at yearlings, all pretty impressed. And I, I really do think that between Northwood and Preferred will do a great job representing us there. I know we're going back to our own barn and consigning next year. I think with the blue-blooded babies we've worked so hard for, it's, hard to take away from Heather who folds you know she folds them out she puts endless you know eight days a week into this operation for us and then the yearlings it's hard to pass that off to anybody else even though they do a wonderful job um, but I think we're definitely we decided to represent the Tattersall's piece starting this year and with that we decided hey if we're going to keep putting into the industry we're going to you know go back into consigning and would like the support of everybody to come and look at our yearlings I mean it's hard not to look at and always be Mickey out of Andrevet and Christy Apple and I mean our mares are as top as they go and you know we've acquired so many good mares and now with the breedings and we've got Huntsville out there 16 and fold to Huntsville you know we have over 70 mares back in full this year and you know we have over 80 mares on our farm so it's getting big it's getting exciting and I think it's definitely worth coming to take a look 
Well, Michelle, thanks so much for all you guys continue to do for the sport of harness racing. And uh, listen, we'll be talking with you soon. Great. And a shout out. Hey, good luck to Atlanta up in uh, Canada. I know they're, you know, representing her well up there and I'm going to be rooting for her tomorrow night. (laughs) Uh, Well, listen, congratulations, by the way, on your Hamiltonian victory with her. I know that had to mean a lot and uh, was special to you guys. Yeah, it was so super special. And Rick was actually at our farm yesterday. So it it only gets better. And just having a a potential broodmare down the road, I hope she races for a really long time, but I can't be there tomorrow. I wish I could be. And I know there's a drink now called the Atlanta and I'm definitely going to be missing that. (laughs) Well, listen, send one of those our way, will you? When we, when we next time we see it, maybe out at Hoosier Park. You got it. I know Friday (laughs) after the jug, right? Oh yeah, we'll be out there. So we'll see out at the uh, we'll see out at the uh, old Indiana racetrack. You got it. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on today. Good luck to you guys, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, Michelle. That was uh, Michelle Crawford, uh, the part owner of West Delight, as they head to the 2018 Little Brown Jug. We'll be talking with Jeremy Smith after a short timeout. You've got post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Over the past 25 years, Hoosier Park has revolutionized harness racing across the nation. The action returns Friday, March 30th, with racing every Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 6.30 p.m. Join the revolution at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information. Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America hits the road in 2018 by coming to your city starting on Saturday, May 26th for the Camluck Classic at Western Fair Raceway. On Saturday, June 16th, we invade Mohawk Racetrack for the very first time as we broadcast the Pepsi North America Cup. On Sunday, July 8th is the New Vocations Telethon at Jackson Fairgrounds in Jackson, Michigan. Saturday, July 14th is our first trip of the year to Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment as we head to the Meadowlands page. On Saturday, August 4th, we return for the Hamiltonian Stakes. We return to Hoosier Park Racing and Casino on Friday, August 10th for the Dan Patch Stakes and back again on Friday, September 21st for the Hoosier Pacing Derby. For more information, visit posttimewithmikeandmike.com. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter joined now by driver Jeremy Smith. And uh, Jeremy, I know this is your first time on the program, but first off, congratulations on uh, scoring win number 2,000. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
Now, Jeremy, uh, kind of talk to us a little bit about uh, how you got into the sport of harness racing and uh, for our fans who may not know who you are. Um, but actually, uh, I got into it young. I, my grandparents owned several horses, but they didn't really train or nothing. They just owned. And there was a couple good older horsemen that my grandpa would always give us horses to. Their names was Alvin and Neil Long. And they had a lot of good horses, in, uh, mainly in Ohio over the years. And I just I kind of played sports and everything through school. And then... But whenever I had free time, I was always at the barn messing with them guys. And next thing I knew, I kind of turned 18 and was actually going to go to college. And next thing I knew, that really wasn't the right avenue, I guess you would say, for me. And Alvin, he mainly drove a lot of their horses. And he was getting older at the time. And he was like, Jeremy, why don't you give this a shot? He's like, you know, you've always done a real good job of handling the horses. and everything you've always done and so it just kind of snowballed into my license and I drove several for them and next thing I knew I kind of started picking up drives for other people around Ohio. Now Jeremy uh, you have not had less than a million dollar season since 2014. Uh, kind of talk to us a little bit about the success that you've had driving on the uh, the lower Ohio circuit. Um. It was kind of rough at first, like like I was just saying. I we was like at Old Lebanon Raceway. We was racing there a couple of days a week, and then like it, during the summers, it slowed down. So that they always went like basically a six month meet at each place, and so in the summer it slowed down. So we'd race three nights a week. Well, I kind of I had a a full time job, and I also just kind of drove in the evenings and just to make ends meet, you know, I had a son at an early age and I wanted to step up and kind of be a role model for him and bring him up right, you know, and so my back was kind of against the wall a little bit. I couldn't make enough money just driving horses. That's why all my stats was so low up until we got the Racinos in the state of Ohio and and just working a full-time job and stuff, it kind of prevented me from ever pursuing like going to another state basically by having a son he was in school and so I just I tried to do everything I could kind of towards his upbringing we're on with Tyler or she means not Tyler Smith Jeremy Smith there's a ton of you guys yeah ton of this ton of the Smith boys out there but uh, we're on with Jeremy Smith right what is 2000th win and Jeremy um you know obviously leading up to a milestone obviously there, there there's always the heckling was it nice to just kind of get that milestone over with yes and actually it was kind of weird because nobody really knew like I, I got a guy, his name's Ken Turpening, which I'm sure you guys know. Uh, he's oh, yeah. he's real big in the business and and a great guy, you know, just all around good good guy. And I drive a lot it, for him and his trainer, Rob Zink. And, and it was just kind of out of the blue that he hit me up one night and was like, hey, you know, let the countdown begin. He's like, you need like 11. And I thought, oh, no, that's usually the kiss of death. <laughs> like when I was going for my thousandth, he was the same individual, and it seemed like it just took forever, it seemed like, to get to a thousand. And and this time it, it just kind of didn't work that way. I mean, it it was just like, you know, I had three this night, I had two this night, I had three this night, and next thing I knew it just 
kind of come and went. And, like, actually, the day I win my 2,000th, I had a five-win day that day. So it was kind of a good deal. I mean, to to get your 2,000th and also have five wins on that day's card. Now, Jeremy, obviously there are a ton of great races uh, out there to win. If you could pick one that you'd like to win, what would it be? Brown Jug. The I little mean, brown the jug. biggest race basically in Ohio, and I've never had an opportunity to drive one in there. You know, a lot of the guys I drive do a lot of driving for. They're kind of geared towards racehorses, and then there's several guys that I drive for that got colts, and they've just never got that one, you know, and I think it's coming. I really do. Like, you know, the breed, the breeding has got so much better in Ohio since the Racinos have got you know, kind of got into the racetracks. Now there's so much money here that the the breeding has just got so much better. And now all of a sudden two-year-olds are going 51, 52 right off, like first leg of the sire stakes this year. You know, there was two or three colts that went in 52. And I mean, as of, you know, four or five years ago, that was unbelievable. Like in our state, you know, just the breeding was was kind of weak compared to all around us. And now all of a sudden, I, I think it won't be long. I mean, actually, Montreal Teague and then the, the, the Colt Daycott, he's an Ohio bred. And, I mean, so it may happen this year. All right. Well, listen, Jeremy, thanks so much for taking time out of your morning, and congratulations again on winning uh, your career uh, number 2,000. Okay. I appreciate it in any time, guys. All right, that was driver Jeremy Smith, who just scored his 2,000th career driving win at Hollywood Gaming Dayton Raceway. We're going to take one final time out. When we come back, we're going to wrap this show up. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich here, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a wheelchair or scooter? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application. If eligible, you may receive funding. Again, that's pacingforthecure.org. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer, driver, or owner? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2017 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2018 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through October 31st. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers, trainers, and owners. Once again, that's pacingforthecure.org. Twelve championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick got a coast home a champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018, coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail, modern legend there. Four is again, dead game. Clear vision, looking on the outside. Pet Rock on the inside. Photo finish. Four is again, and Pet Rock together. Winback Farms 
yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. And uh, I guess it would ha- listen. Mike's not here to run the studio, so you know it, it wouldn't be a show if I didn't forget the mute button. I went the entire hour and didn't miss the mute button, but forgot the mute button. Special thanks to all our guests for coming on today. First post next Thursday is 10:30 a.m., and we'll have more information about our Hoosier Pacing Derby show coming up next Friday. We'll see everybody here next week. Good night. Closing time, turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time, one last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay. No!